And it's been ten days without you in my reach And the only time I've touched you is in my sleep After five years of saying they were going to shake up the pinball world, after many, many promises of shipping more games than anyone in the history of pinball, at least we're going to get one game out the door. On September 21st, 2020, Deep Root Pinball has concluded their teaser image campaign and given us the date. Now, I told you you would see Deep Root Raza before my birthday, which is September 25th, by the way. Um, so this is exciting. So we only have 10 days to go, 10 days in which this company, who's made a lot of promises, who's been around for around five years, hasn't shipped a single game. I think this is a moment in which a lot of us are excited, a lot of us are curious, a lot of us are anxious, a lot of us are maybe worried a lot. Of, I mean, what would you be worried about? I mean, unless you lost money on, on the original Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland with Zidware, I think this is a moment in which everyone is really curious. So here's what I want to talk about on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I want to talk about going into this Raza reveal, what's going on in their heads, and my predictions on how the Raza launch will unfold because there's a lot of questions how much is it how many are they going to make how are they going to distribute this thing a lot more questions than answers okay i also saw that someone posted some of the patent information that deeper has filed for so a little bit more information on what the platform's going to be that we'll talk about and then i want to talk about avengers infinity quest how one stream has sort of changed the tide and the vibe of the owners thread which is now the hype thread i, I love the way the stern apologists have to always make sure we're hyping everything stern does we're not allowed to have a, a difference of opinion on stern's uh, product ever according to the stern army and then i want to talk about jersey jack pinball and 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 again you can't avoid discussing where is Jersey Jack Pinball in all of this. As all of these companies are starting to showcase their products and fight for our money, again, Jersey Jack Pinball continues to put up Facebook posts trying to sell us Willy Wonka, a game that's 18 months old that nobody wants or nobody, nobody doesn't know they can get a Willy Wonka. We've known for a very long time and the demand for Willy Wonkas is dried up. So where are they in all this? And I'm going to talk about how I think they really are making a marketing mistake because I, I and I'm going to, I'll get to that later. Okay. I'll get to that later, but let's start with deep root. So 10 days to Raza, what do we know so far about this game? Well, we know the date they're going to reveal it. And I was talking to Robert and I think I might get a little bit of an early peek at what's going on behind the scenes at deep root. Now I, I will say this. I asked Robert a few days ago if he would give me something to chew on so I could get you, the listeners, excited about Raza and talk about this game and get you hyped, right? Because I'm watching a lot of you throw money at Avengers. I'm watching a lot of you wait for Guns N' Roses. And I was like, look, you know, I've got a captive audience who's, who's literally, I mean, this is how he's going to sell this game. This company is unknown. It's going to be pinball enthusiasts who make or break the sales at Deep Root Pinball. And you know me, I mean, I'm the spokesperson, I think, for, for collectors, for people who really want to go and buy a machine that's worth collecting, new in-box buyers. I think a lot of the new in-box 
community out there probably listens to this show because it's what I talk about. Like I don't go into deep rule set discussions. I don't tell you how to win in tournaments. We talk about the new stuff and if it's worth putting in your home or on location for you if you're an operator, right? Well, not so much operators, but you know what I'm talking about. All right. So I asked for just anything. I said, like, give me something. I didn't get anything. So I'm, I think he's going to wait and sort of give the pinball media a sneak peek or a behind the scenes look at this thing all at once. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be invited to that. And I look forward to that. I would have loved to have seen something and give you something a little bit more. But what I did find, and someone put this on the Deep Root thread last night, was what they've filed for with their patent cabinet. Am I saying that right? Their patented cabinet. And so if you look on that link, click on it, download the PDF. And you and this has been out for a while. They filed this patent in 2018. But it's well, here's what they're going for. I'm going to summarize it. So their cabinet is going to be unlike any pinball cabinet we've seen before in the sense that you're going to be able to lift up the glass and get access to the play field in a much less cumbersome way. I mean, how many of us out there when a ball gets stuck or you need to change a little light bulb, how annoying is it to have to, you know, take off the lockdown bar, find a place to put the lockdown bar without scratching it, find a place to put the glass, lean it against the wall. You know, you get your fingerprints all over it all the time because of that. And then you finally get access to the play field. And then God forbid you have to lift the play field on some of these modern sterns and you pull the play field and the whole play field flies off the rails and it falls into the cabinet. I mean, I dropped my Batman play field into the cabinet. The, the way some of these play fields are inserted into the cabinet is so cheap and so poorly thought of, Consider all things considered. Like if you want to service these things or actually move the play field around, it's really not well thought out. So they are going to have a system in which it, it's, it's like a four-linkage system in which the play field can actually come out. It can rotate on a rotisserie. It can, it can turn horizontal. You can even bend it down towards the ground. I mean, the images are all there. So they are, they are looking at pinball cabinets and servicing a game and thinking of all the ways they can make it better. So it's really interesting. And I look at stuff like this and I don't look at stuff like this and I don't sort of say, oh, they're solving a problem that doesn't exist. I like the fact that Deep Root Pinball has sort of gone around and thought about all the different things they could improve because who out there doesn't look at pinball in 2020 and say, look, not a lot of innovation has happened in this in this hobby and in this product in 30 years. Now, some people might say it doesn't need it, right? We watch Stern Pinball sell thousands of games a year in a system and a platform which is basically 30, 40 years old, if not older. And for a lot of you out there, you know, your games have been trouble-free. And that was the other thing that was going through my head as I was looking at the images of, of what they've designed, is I was saying, well, this is great, this is great, this is great. Man, but if you make a game that doesn't really break or doesn't really have many issues, you're not really going to need to experience most of this. So is this over-engineering the pinball cabinet? And do we need all this? The other thing they engineered uh, and they say in their filing is the hinges that hold up the back box that we all know about. They don't like those. They say those interrupt the art package on the game. So the, the back box will rest on hinges that go through the middle of the back box. So you will not see any interruption on the side view of the game between the back box art and the cabinet art. 
So that's going to be interesting to look at. The way it folds down is different. So they've sort of gone through it all. There's a couple other innovations that I know about. One of them I'm not going to say right now just because uh, they got mad at me when I had a little image of it. But you're going to see it in 10 days. So that's that's I'm kind of just relieved that we all just get to see it in 10 days and we can actually discuss what they are showing us. So I don't have to feel like if I talk about something early at Deep Root that they're not happy about, that they're gonna come after me. Now look, I am. I, there are certain companies that I am uh, afraid of a little bit, litigious companies that I think would come after me if I spoiled something of theirs. And there are other companies that I, I know don't care because they're just doing so well, they're selling so many games. And so what if you've got Canada off in the corner rambling about speculations and like that's like Sturm Pinball. Like, I don't worry about Sturm Pinball. Uh, but there's other companies out there that I worry about just because I think if, if things don't go well, they're going to look for someone to blame. I mean, Andrew Highway used to say this all the time that he was going to sue me. And it's like he blamed me for the failure of his own company. And, and I just never understood that. I never, I'm just a podcaster. Like you're the one who started the company. You're the one who made all these decisions, these financial decisions, these manufacturing decisions. It's not me. All right, so the cabinet's gonna be different. It's Retro Atomic Zombie Adventure Land. Now, the one thing we haven't seen, which is probably the most important thing to give people confidence in ordering this game, and I really think they're gonna have to show this and have to show this not just with images, but with videos and with a tour. They're gonna have to show us the manufacturing capabilities of Deep Root Pinball because we all know if you don't show that you have the manufacturing ability, people are not going to pre-order the game. So the real question I have, have they built games? Now, if you're Robert and you're revealing this game to the world and you've been studying the pinball marketplace for, I mean, he's been studying it for way more than, than when uh, Deep Root started, which was five years ago, maybe a little bit more. He knows all too well what all of you know, that you can't make people wait a long time between revealing your product and having it on the line. And we're gonna talk about how I, th I think that's kind of tripping up Jersey Jack Pinball right now. But especially for a brand new company that hasn't proven themselves yet, this is like the most important thing. On day one, September 21st, are people going to feel confident that this game is manufacturable? and they have figured out how to manufacture and get it into buyers' homes in a timely fashion. I mean, people are sick of waiting for Rick and Morty and Spooky Pinball has it figured out down to like 10 games a week. And, and people even then are like, this is not quick enough, I want my game. So what will Deep Root show us? Now, if I were Robert, and I've been studying this industry for a long time and I'm a boutique and I, you know, I, I've been beating my chest about how much different we are and how much better we are. Here's what I would have done and I just don't know if they've done this. I, I would have made 50 already in boxes ready to go out that week for the first 50 people who ordered it. Like why not? You know you're gonna sell at least 50 I mean, even Oktoberfest sold 50, right? I mean, and we know it's a John Papadou game. We know this game would sell at least a, a couple hundred. You know, so why not make the first run of them and have them ready to go? And I think that would send a great signal that not only do you have manufacturing down, you've made them already, they're in box. And, and I've always said this, I think the most baller move, the most baller move would be to reveal a game 
by just shipping it to some customer first and letting them open it up and capturing their excitement and then you hit with all of your assets and all of your videos. But man, imagine that if someone's like, oh man, I ordered this game and I picked it up the same day and it was already built. I mean, Stern tried that with Stranger Things, you know, to lukewarm success, but that game just, I don't even want to go down that road anymore. So we don't know. We don't know what manufacturing looks like at Deep Root. So we're going to find out. Now, the other big question, and this debate rages on, and I keep seeing people think that I'm making a mistake by saying they need to make this game limited and they need to make this game of a higher price point to make it feel somewhat collectible and special. Okay, now we learned something else today. I'm going to get back to price and, and volume of units. On their, on their website, if you go to deeprootpinball.com, you know, not only do you see Ned punching through the brick wall, you see at the bottom of that page a very interesting link to click if you want to be a distributor for Deep Root Pinball. So click here if you're interested in distributing the product. And you know, as of last week when I talked to Robert, I'm not sure they knew whether or not they were doing sales internally or through distributors. Now, I will say this, five years in the making, three years making Raza, you haven't figured out your distributor system and it's only 10 days to reveal, that makes me a little bit nervous. That is a little bit of a red flag that they haven't really figured out exactly how they're doing all of this. And I've seen this before. You know, it's always ironic in a way where sometimes projects that take a really long time to complete actually feel rushed at the end, right? You had all this time and then it feels rushed at the end. And you're like, how can that be? Like they had all this time to figure it out, to ink deals with distributors. And, and also like they're asking for country codes. So now, now we're sending products around the world. A, a company that hasn't made a single game, hasn't shipped a game at all, is now an international pinball manufacturing company or distribution company. And, and look, I get it. I get it. But part of me feels a little anxious that this is sort of being, uh, you know, the ship's being built in the water a little bit with this launch of Raza. And because of that, I also feel that I don't think this day, I don't think if you are a distributor and you hit them up today, I don't think they're going to tell you how many and how much yet. And I don't know if they're going to figure that out until the 11th hour of this reveal. And I want to just once again go on the record. And I'm just giving Robert advice here for free. And I know that this might upset some of you out there. But I think the only way you make this game special and you launch Deep Root Pinball in a way that like gets you to game two, gets you to game three. Like I just don't think you can launch this game and say we're going to make an unlimited amount of Razas. If you do that, this game is dead on arrival. We've watched other companies do this. Whenever you don't put a limit on a, on a game that's unlicensed, on a game that's been in the makings for seven years, and let's be honest, let's be honest, this game didn't like blow our socks off at Houston. Like if what we saw at Houston blew everyone away and people have been waiting a year to get their hands on it, but that's not the case. Like it's clearly a, a unique game, it's clearly a unique package. They're clearly doing unique things with their platform. And I've said it, like, I think this game is for someone who just wants something different. If I were to use a car analogy, this is the Acura NSX 
of the car world, okay? An Acura NSX might not outperform its competitors, but it's for the person who wants to be different. And it's $180,000, the NSX. It's a high price point. And when you see one, it's a moment because you don't always see them. And I think for Raza to work, he needs to try to create that kind of aura around the product. And again, my recommendation to Robert is that I would make no more than 500, I would make less than 500 Razas, and I would charge at least $10,000 for them. I mean, are people forgetting that a Stern LE now with a topper is a $10,000 proposition? And if you did all this innovation and you changed all these things and you have David Thiel on sound and you have John Papaduke designing this game and you have all these mechanisms in this game, look, I, I get it. It might not shoot as well as Avengers and it doesn't. I mean, we've seen this game shoot. It doesn't shoot tremendously well. It's like, so then what am I working with? This is what marketing is all about. What are we working with here? What's the climate in which we're releasing this game? If I'm a marketer, I'm sitting in the room saying, okay, it's, it's got this, it's got this. We're launching it in September. They just launched Avengers. How are we gonna break through? How are we gonna differentiate this and create demand? See, people forget that you need to create the demand. If you go unlimited, there's no demand because I'll just wait, I'll just wait. But if you make it a limited number, there's immediate demand. You guys know all this, you, all, you know all this. So if I could recommend anything to Robert, maybe find a middle ground. We're gonna make 350 Razas and they're $10,000. And what is that, $3.5 million. And then we're on to the next. And you gotta ship games within the first few weeks of the reveal. Hopefully they have some games built already. Hopefully we see like a row of 10 of them when they take the tour of Deep Root. And that's what I would recommend. And I don't know. These are just my predictions. But if he does something loosey-goosey, trust me. Trust me. It's not going to work out. It's just not going to work out. It just doesn't have that kind of excitement moving into this reveal. And I kind of feel like they're backing into this reveal a little bit more than, than hyping it the right way. I, I mean, really? Just the, that image with those fonts and that's real. After all of this, after all these animators, after all these creative people, John Papaduke, this, this is how you drop it? Now, maybe they're just going for like, and I think Robert does this. And I, 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 again, I think this is his strategy. He sometimes likes to sandbag these things so that when you finally see it, like he's trying to lower your expectations so that when you finally do see it, you're blown away. And I think that's what they're going for. And if that's the case, they've succeeded because this teaser campaign has not, has not got anyone truly excited at all. Like there's nothing to even chew on, all right? So we only got 10 days to go and I can't wait to see it. And hopefully what I said right now doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't make him remove my invite from the process. You know, number one pinball podcast, Robert. That's got to count for something, right? All right, everyone. We can't wait to, to see Raza uh, in 10 days or hopefully sooner if he gives me something. All right, so let's talk about Avengers real quick because you saw my last podcast, hopefully, and you saw my feelings about the stream. And, and you know, there was a really great, really great run through about the stream too and i've started listening to this new podcast and it's travis's podcast it's called a pinball podcast and he does a great like 35 minute analysis 
of this stream and how unprofessional it was and how sloppy it was and how uh, if the goal of this stream was to get people excited about Avengers, it really didn't succeed. And it's a really, it's a good show. I think you should listen to it. You know, and my feelings coming out of the stream, it's always been this way with Stern, you know, because they, they do operate in a way that at times does feel really sloppy because they don't need to polish these things because you've already run and thrown your money at them before they've even shown you the gameplay. Like they know when they hit go live on that Twitch stream that all 500 games have been sold through and sold to customers because they have that information. So what do they care to improve this stuff? And I think when I read the thread, a lot of you are starting to feel a little bit of the fatigue and the anxiety that you, you're waking up. You're starting to take the red pill. And I've, I took the red pill years ago with Stern Pinball. But there are so many people who run to every single new Stern creation before knowing they really like it. They go all in on it. And then they like have a moment of clarity in which they realize maybe this isn't the pin for me. Maybe I don't want this confusing rule set. You know, maybe the comic book of Avengers isn't that theme I want to put in my home. Maybe, maybe my family doesn't like this theme. Whatever it is, it's like they do a really good job of like the fear of missing out and they drive all of you to buy. And then you wake up and you realize that your Ellie Stern collection, I'm telling you, so many people are going to wake up and realize that their Ellie Stern collection just isn't that limited and, and then every single game becomes available and that there's a short window because of how quickly these stern machines keep coming out there's a short window in which you even have bragging rights amongst your pinball buddies that you've got the latest and the greatest and that's my that's my feeling too as i saw this and i think people are feeling this i think people are feeling a little bit of a fatigue of if you keep going back to the same creative well, even if it's Elwin and Yeti, I, I, more so with Yeti, it's like you just can't keep using his incredible talents quickly over and over again. You know, it, it reminds me when Disney got the rights to Star Wars and then they just started making so much Star Wars stuff over and over and over again in a new movie every year, and all of a sudden it didn't feel special. And I think what's happening over at Stern is we've got an artist who's incredible but he's got a certain style and if you see it every three months or four months there's gonna reach a point where this stuff stops feeling like a moment like once a year we're gonna get an elwin pin one you know once a year we're gonna get a, a zombie yeti and also it's just variety like on some level i think stern pinball starting to feel like an organization in which there's not that much variety it always feels like it's these packaged teams making these games over and over and over again. And I'm just wondering if that's starting to create a little bit of same old Stern. And it doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean that what they're delivering with some of these teams is not great because we know that Elwin's design is great. We know that Zombietti's art is great. But you know what I'm saying? It just starts to all look the same. And I'll use another car argument. Like, it's why I'm so bored of like Ferrari even these days. The cars just all start to look the same. Like, a 911 Porsche just starts to look the same every single evolution of it to the point where if you want to be different, if you want something different, you buy an NSX. So that's what I think for some of you out there, maybe you're feeling that 
I've already got enough Stearns and do I need another one? And I, I especially think people who went in on Ninja Turtles feel this way. I, am I going to get another? It's, is it just a little bit more of the same? At what point do you say like, man, three Stern LEs, three Stern LEs is $30,000 with toppers and tax. And that starts to sound ludicrous, doesn't it? On some level, $30,000. And if you feel like they're all kind of the same, and why not mix it up? And I think that's what also has me excited with Deep Root is they're going to mix it up and they're going to give you another option. And it's good to have options, uh, but they got to execute because Stern, as much as they might all be the same on some level, they execute so tremendously well. And that's why people have confidence in them. And I totally get it. I, they're, they're not inconsistent, right? We've all dated people where like, you might have a good date with a, with a girl a few times and the third date, like she's psycho, right? And, and then you're like, ah, oh, nah, that's it. Like I'm out, right? And that's kind of what like Jersey Jack's been like for me. It's like, you know, they finally have a few good times and then they go psycho and, and like they, they, they ghost you for like 18 months and you're like, ah, I got to find a new girlfriend. I'll just, I'll go back to the steady one. That's Stern Pinball is the steady girlfriend that you just always can rely on. You're never going to wake up one day and she's going to go like bipolar nuts on you like the other <laughs> manufacturers apparently. All right. I, I didn't want to say this, but you know me, I'm Canada, and I, I love to drop things into the well that apparently is controversial, but I heard from a little birdie internally over at Stern Pinball, this game had a little, you know, there's a story behind the creation of this game that not everybody knows, and that it's going to be the next pin by this team where there are no restrictions. So take that as you will. I don't know what the title is, but when I say it's the next game, by this team that I'm hearing is the one you're really going to want. And by this team, you know who I mean, Elwin and yet, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. That's This game feels like it was a little rushed, doesn't it? Like it feels like it, it was done, it came out quickly, but it just feels like they were making way for something else and to keep the line going because Stern always sticks to their schedule. Um, but that's what I heard. And this, this came from someone like deep in the belly of the beast there. So like, I'm not making this up. If they ever take me to court, I'll show them the text messages, all right? I've got my sources, but that's what I'm hearing. And now, oh, now all of a sudden, wait, wait, Canada, what are you saying? Like, we shouldn't run towards Avengers comic book edition. There might be a better game, more dream theme right around the corner. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And you see, you listen to this free pinball podcast. And let me tell you what this free pinball podcast does for many of you out there. It frees you. It liberates you from your need to buy this game just because it's the new game that they're trying to get you all hyped about. And, you know, it is embarrassing to see that pin side thread go from owner's thread to the hype thread. It's, it's now the hype thread. Everyone has to come in here doing backflips and start cheerleading it. Hey, look, the game is cool. I won't, I won't dismiss this game. I mean, it's an Elwin game. You can never dismiss an Elwin game. It's a Zombie Yeti package. It looks great. The code, yeah, it looks complex. It looks a little confusing, but it's a confusing thing to do. You got to collect nine people and collect all these trophies and beat Thanos. And if that's for you, great. You'll enjoy that kind of complexity. I don't think it's for everybody, but I'm just saying, I've always said this, just wait, just wait. None of these games are ever hard to get. Then you can save yourself a few thousand dollars maybe uh, if you just wait a few months. 
And like, I like waiting. I mean, I just, I actually like not owning any pinball machines. I love it to just go and play other people's machines. I love going to play on location. This notion that you have to own all these things whenever they're revealed is silly. And we all know there's only one game you really are gonna wanna buy. And this is, this is I don't chill very often, but it's Guns and F and Roses. Now let's talk about Jersey Jack Pinball. Now I know it feels like the marketing department over at Jersey Jack Pinball is basically asleep. Like they're just asleep at the wheel. They, they really haven't done anything. They haven't followed up their Ninja Turtles teaser video in which you ask for innovation. And every day that goes by starts to feel more and more like they're dropping the ball. Now here's the mistake I think they're making. And, and, and this again is free advice to Ken Cromwell and the team over there. The mistake they're making is I believe Jersey Jack Pinball is trying to stay true to its word when they said we're not gonna reveal the next game until it's on the line. Okay, now the problem with this company is I think they're marketing the release of Guns N' Roses to stay true to that statement. But the problem is, again, as a marketer, is they're not looking at the landscape and the marketplace that's happening around them. They are basically operating in a vacuum in which they are trying to look credible by their own statements. And the thing that they need to realize is that everyone out there in the pinball buying community doesn't believe a word Jersey Jack says, nor do we hold them to their promises because they've always, they've always failed to deliver on the promises, the promises of two games a year, the promises of this, the promises of that. The one time they actually did get it right was when they revealed Willy Wonka, they had the game on the line by July 4th. So that was what Jack said and that's what Jack did. Now I think right now they're saying, we're not gonna start marketing this game, taking orders until it's on the line. We're gonna build some Willy Wonkas first, make sure that the line here is up and running and all that makes sense, all that makes total sense. I think the problem is, is they're not seeing the forest through the trees with where the other manufacturers are. And unfortunately for them, even though I think this is the best game out of the bunch, unfortunately for them, it seems like they're gonna be last to market with this game. Uh, unless we see Guns N' Roses before the 21st, unfortunately for them, the more they get towards October, they're gonna start competing with Cactus Canyon orders. And I just think that they're marketing this thing all wrong. And everyone knows it's Guns N' Roses, so I think they could easily, they could easily start to show some stuff and get all their collector's editions sold before the game is on the line. And let me explain why I feel that way. Is Avengers on the line right now? Does it matter? Was Rick and Morty on the line when they revealed it to the world? Did it matter? Did they sell everyone? If I was Jersey Jack Pinball and Ken Cromwell and Leonard, I would be looking at what Spooky did with Rick and Morty and say, hey, look, we need to like give up this notion that like we have to like make it extremely hard on ourselves and not give ourselves any window to get to manufacturing. We have to have manufacturing ready the moment we say, here's the game and you can have it tomorrow. Like who cares? Like who really, does it really need to be that immediate? I mean, we saw it with Stranger Things and Stern thought that that was like the most impressive thing that could ever happen in the pinball world. And look how that turned out. So what, you released a game the same day you revealed it and it's a game that no one really wants. So what? I mean, Guns N' Roses is a game that everyone's gonna want. You have it, you have it in your holster. 
you're ready to fire this amazing game out into the world and, and you're holding it back. Why? Just so you can stay true to your promise that is really unnecessary to sell games. Like no one, no one doesn't think you're not going to make these games. You have 10 years basically of manufacturing capabilities. No one's not ever gotten their Jersey Jack game. It's almost like they're operating in this weird way to stick it to Stern, but it's just not going to, doesn't matter because Stern is eating your lunch by taking all this Avengers money because what Jersey Jack also, I don't think what they don't realize, and I said it before, is people are not going to be able to buy like two, three games in, in such a short window of time. And I think a lot of the people that want to buy a Guns N' Roses, like, yeah, you've got your Jersey Jack buyers who will buy it regardless. But man, I think for them to be successful, they need to eat Stern's lunch every once in a while. And they need to get out in front of Stern's uh, release schedule and not behind it. And they're once again behind it. And I think they're just sitting idly in a weird time. And like, you can't be idle right now. You've got to be you've got to be remaining relevant and keeping people uh, in on your new thing coming and hype it man they hype video games and movies months in advance why are they just not even admitting that it's just guns and roses like that's not going to change anything it's not going to spoil the moment of reveal it's not but I don't know why they're doing this I, I think it's a mistake I think they could easily find an interesting way to sell all collector's editions of this game without even revealing what it is. It's Eric. There's only going to be 250. And if you just say it's effing unbelievable, I bet you you'll sell every one. Did, did people see Rick and Morty before they sold every one? And Eric has a track record, which people are not nervous. I'm here to tell you right now, the two best designers in pinball are Eric and Keith Elwin, and they're levels above everybody. And when people see this game, they're going to want it. So I just don't get this strategy to stay dormant, just to, just to stay true to some promise you made that means nothing to anybody. See, I think they're trying to do this. I think they're trying to say, well, this is the new Jersey Jack pinball. This is the new, we're in Chicago now, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna stay true to our word, and, it's gonna, and people are gonna be impressed by, we didn't reveal it until it was on the line. And I'm telling you, it, it's, it's like I'm playing the world's smallest violin for you guys right now on my fingers, because I just think what you're doing is a bigger mistake. It's a bigger mistake. What people want is to see this company make a profit, to make money, to do it right. Every week, every week these guys have no money coming in. Think about how much lost revenue that is. I mean, count the months in which nothing was on the line, and yet they're paying their marketing department a salary. They're paying all these people money every month, and nothing's coming in. So now you have to make up for that. So then how can the prices of the games not go up? If the prices go up, you even have less of, of a buyer base. It's just, it's all connected. And I'm telling you, there's one word. There's one word that must be written really big over at Stern Pinball. And it's the one thing they never miss. And it's deadlines. George Gomez is a genius because he keeps everyone to those deadlines. And he doesn't care. I bet he deals with a lot of people crying and moaning about this being taken out and we can't order this because it takes too long to get it. It doesn't matter. The deadline is everything. If we hit this deadline, we get the game on the line and we're making money. At Jersey Jack Pinball, I don't think they've ever hit a deadline. Ever. They've never hit a deadline in any of their games ever. You know, I didn't air my episode 500, but I'll give you a little bit of like what was in it. Was that Pat Lawler, Keith Johnson, everyone over there. It, it's a history 
of blowing by deadlines. And I bet you Eric, I bet you Eric made the deadline on when he needed to design Guns N' Roses by. I bet he did. This game has been designed since like fully designed since December of 2019. And then so he designs the game to the deadline in which it was supposed to be ready. And now what? He's sitting around waiting, waiting, waiting. You know, when I see pictures of Eric like loading Wonka's onto like, I'm like, why? What? What? <laughs> you know, no, no. He's he's just like waiting idly. And, and, and hopefully he's designing his next game, which I'm going to tell you which titles I think might be after Toy Story in a future episode. But they need to stop sitting idly. They need to start building some hype and momentum. And I'm doing it for them for free. I mean, they're lucky Kaneda has the images of their game because I'm here every episode telling you that you're going to want Guns N' Roses. And it, it probably annoys them. They're like, but that's what you need to do. You can't just sit by for months and let all these other games come out because it's gonna hurt your bottom line. I just hope we see it soon. I don't know, I really don't know. I don't know if we could see it in a week. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it to November. I heard the line might have changed over and maybe they have some big reveal coming, but I hope they use Slash to announce this game to the world. I hope Ken has set up an exclusive with like a Rolling Stone I, I really think, you know, they need to do something that gets this out into the broader media, not just the pinball media, because there's so many Guns N' Roses fans out there. If I were Ken, I'd be all over mygnrforum.com, which is the biggest Guns N' Roses forum out there, and Here Today, Gone to Hell. Those are the two big ones. I'd be all over that. I'd be working with Fernando, who's the manager of Guns N' Roses, and I'd be working to get out a, a blast out to every single Guns N' Roses, I think it's the Night Train Club, make sure this goes out to everyone. And here's what I would have done right now, right now. I would have sold collector's editions and held some exclusively to all those different forums and to the Guns N' Roses fans. And just, they, they, these people will gobble it up. And they don't even know any, they don't even know pinball probably even exists. Like this game's even in the works. But there's just a lot they could be doing. And then I go on Facebook and they're selling me Willy Wonka. Limited, limited edition Willy Wonka is available. No, S-H-I-T. No, sh <laughs> no, 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 really? I, there was a funny guy in Pins. I was like, really? I can get a limited edition Willy Wonka? I didn't even know this game existed. Yes, we know. We know. Anyway. So, I, look, I just want them to jump in. It's going to be an exciting September, but it's just going to be a lot more exciting if Jersey Jack Pinball just gets their act together and gets some stuff going. You have a marketing department. You hired a head of comms. Communicate something. I'm here to just give Ken and these guys some... You can change the playbook. It's your company. You don't have to, like, stay true to this promise about this. Just, you got to adjust. You got to adapt. You got to look at what's happening in the marketplace. And I'm telling you, it's just not good enough that the game is better. Money just might go elsewhere. And that's unfortunate. And I want to see it go to you guys. I've been saying it forever. All I've ever wanted is a Jersey Jack pin that just checks all the right boxes, doesn't have an Achilles heel, doesn't destroy the movie I love with the worst code ever. And this is the game. I'm telling you people, this is the game. I mean, people are saying, Kennedy, you're, you're teeing yourself up to fail again. It's going to be Willy Wonka all over again. No, it's not. Trust me. You're, you're going to hear this music. You're going to see this pin flip. You're going to see the light show, the sounds. You're going you're gonna to see like the fact that this is the first music pin ever. Remember this, people where the band itself made the pin. 
This isn't like Stern has to license a few songs from Aerosmith and can't afford all the good ones. Same with like Metallica. They worked with Jersey Jack. Slash made this game. There's no phone call to the record label to see if they can get permission to use a track. The dude's in the room with them. The dude's in the room with them. He's got relationships with Fender, Les Paul, Gibson, Marshall Stack. Who, who would say no to Slash? Paul McCartney gave him Live and Let Die. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is not going to just be a music pin. This is going to be a music pin unlike any other music pin in the history of pinball music pins. And for those of you out there who don't think it's going to sell well, some of the best-selling pinball machines of all time have been music pins. This thing's going to rock. It's going to rock, and I can't wait, and I, I just, I'm just getting tired of waiting, I'm, but I'm not going to spoil it, but it's, man, they're really, they're really pushing it, they're really pushing it, I mean, they, they, they didn't even, like, they didn't even hit me up, and, like, you know, I'm, I mean, it's, it's crazy, it's, they just, they, they trust Canada, and they should, because I'm a very trustworthy individual, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, have an amazing weekend, exciting time to be in pinball, if you're in on Avengers, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. You know, everyone needs to stop running towards the stern light every time they show you any light. It, you need to think this stuff through more. Jersey Jack needs to adapt their marketing to adjust to the times. And Deep Root's going to finally, finally show us what they got. After five years of promises, this is the moment. We've got 10 days to go. That's not a long time. We all can wait. It's funny, too. Like, if you're in on Avengers, I would just, like, pause my order and wait to see deep root who knows you might want it more uh i doubt you're gonna see a better shooting game than avengers with with raza but you know anyway have a great weekend everyone we'll talk to you soon you're still-